This week on Invasion of the Podcast, we celebrate the birthday of our Lord Destroyer, Chuck Norris. We take a look at Logan and say if it's okay to say goodbye to our heroes. And it's March Madness time, and we've got the elite aid of Adult Swim. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where we're trying to take over the world one listener at a time. I am Paul. Uh, the third claw of three doesn't quite come out the same way anymore. Stedman. <laughs> and to my left is Joe. No, you're crying, Peters. No, you're crying. You're crying. You're crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. That's how I felt like when I went to go see uh, Logan. That's how I checked myself in. I went to go see at the Capitol. I was like, no, you're you're crying. X-24's you know? uh, mutant powers just for men hair dye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll be talking about Logan. We'll tr- that was like um, the first thing that popped in my head when he came on the screen. I was like, that's a lot of just for men. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, we'll be talking about Logan. Uh, I would say that it's going to be spoiler free. However, I feel like it might be. Uh, we'll try, we'll but try. I think it's going to be tough. So I mean, it's I don't know. I feel like some of the some of the movies we definitely cover and it's it's like it's definitely the week after they came out and I, I feel a lot of the people in the audience I know there's people that got prior real life priorities that don't go see movies right away but I feel like uh, a lot of people do I, I like that you said people with real life priorities because I know you and I are both in unique situations being the age we are we have no children so, like, <laughs> everyone's just like basically what it was like, do you have kids I'm like no I go see movies yeah, yeah yeah so sometimes kids movies and then that makes it awkward and I wish I had kids that's true like when I went to go see Lego the Lego movie <laughs> I was like the happiest person in the entire theater, and it was like I want to tell the kids to be quiet because I'm yeah. watching a Lego movie. Then I realized what kind of jerk I am. Yeah, but I still want them to be quiet. I went and saw the first Ninja Turtles by myself in two in the afternoon, and like halfway through the movie, I'm sitting there and I'm looking around. I'm like all by myself, and I'm just like, damn it. Well, I went to go, when I went to go see Godzilla. There was a kid like sitting a row in front of me. And at the very beginning, when they're walking through like the big bone structure, mm-hmm. he's like, "Is that Godzilla?" And he's like talking to his parents. And I'm like, "I wish this kid would be quiet." But I'm like, "I would be that kid." Yeah. So I got up and just moved because I was just like, "The kid's going to be excited and happy. I don't want to be that jerk grown up that tells this kid that he can't be happy watching Godzilla." There, so you know, it's sometimes though. You're right. There are some kids that get a little obnoxious in the theaters, but there's some usually some cute color commentary that I've gone and seen movies <laughs> that kids have said stuff to about. So. Yeah, that's fair. So we'll be so, talking about Logan, which right. is not a kid's movie. No. Um, there's, there's a kid in it. There's a kid in it, yeah. Uh, anyway, so real quick, uh, sorry for the delay this week. I have I guess I'm just, my mutant powers, I'm getting sick every like month with some kind of like chest thing. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not like, like, like super cancer or something. That'd be bad. But I'm feeling better now. So of the three times I've been sick, this is the quickest turnaround. So I'm still not quite there, but I'm happy that it didn't last long. Because we're going to go, Wizard World is uh, not this weekend, but next. So I'm glad that it hit me now as opposed to like during that. Yeah. That'd be brutal. We're in a heavy con uh, month right now because co- uh, Cleveland Concoction's going on at the airport share. Yeah, this right weekend. Now. Yeah. I posted a link about it today 
Um, check it out if you guys have need something to do this weekend. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's very much like Odd Mall, uh, which we we did a show at um, in Akron. In Akron, yeah. So I, I feel it's the same vibe. Um, go be vendors there. there. Cool vendors. Art. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of cosplayers. Um, so yeah, yeah. So we'll be there tomorrow. Which yeah, we're recording this Friday night. It'll be up Friday night. So we'll, by the time you listen to it, we may already be there. So you should yeah, time travel and see this at, at, at uh, Concoction. Yeah, hopefully you're listening to this as you're driving to Concoction to go meet us and tell us how much you like this episode. That would be great. Yeah. So um, before we get to to the news here, I want to just mention something. Um, it's it's going to be h- kind of hard to set up, but I just want to explain my frustration that I had last night with my friend Joe here, not with him, but he I, I got him playing the Wilds again. We're playing World of Warcraft, and his character was eligible to do this uh, this raiding type thing where you get to go with like 25 other people and kill these large bosses and he, he his character is now able to do which is like the the older content of this expansion meaning that a lot of people have blown through it now so they're they're doing it but they're out geared for it and i'm trying to give joe strategy so he knows what's going on with these bosses but it, none of it matters like like yeah. i'm just like i'm like watch out for this and there's like seven people just doing whatever they want and i what only way i could equate it to is like Kind of like how you've been to Vegas a few times and you had like, Paul, let me explain Vegas to you. And then we get there and all I see is people running around, touching everything and breaking stuff and running away. And I'm like, this is a lot of fun, Joe. Thanks. Because it felt like a bunch of tourists running in, touching all the dragons, grabbing stuff off of it and running to the next room. That's actually a really good analogy because every time I think about it, I always think about like when you go to Vegas, I'm like, Paul probably really hated Vegas. And I'm like... Because I know you're just like everything. It's like if you want to take a breath of air, it's like five fifty, and I'm That's like, what it felt like. I'm like, it is expensive, but I'm like, you have to kind of budget plan it a little bit. You can't just be like, I'm just going to do everything and worry about the check later. Well, which I didn't do, but what I'm, what I'm saying though, it's like I felt like anytime anybody smiled at you. It wasn't just like genuine human compassion. It was more like that smile cost one dollar. You don't know it yet, but it did. Yeah. But when we were doing this raid last night, like there was a bit where, like normally the the strategy is very complicated. And I'm like, you got to watch out for these three things. And by the time I'm done explaining it, there's 20 people just hitting the boss with like their weapons, like like a bunch of like kindergartners hoping that loot falls like a pinata. Like a pinata yeah. And I'm like, this is not epic. <laughs> This is not a majestic <laughs> moment because, like, the raids in WoW or World of Warcraft are supposed to be kind of these epic yeah. fights where you feel like you're part of a group doing something. And it's just like, all right, well, Timmy's off fighting the boss now. I guess we'll wait for a loot to drop. Yeah, you were just, explaining all this stuff to me. And I, like, I picked up, like, two things and I'm just like, okay, I'm killing the ads. Yeah. And, and it was, because, like, I don't know. It's one of those things where I appreciate the nuance of mechanics of video game bosses. Because you usually have to respect them. I feel like in in the bigger in the bigger scale, it kind of for me it goes out the door a little. Like that was a twenty was a twenty five man raid. Twenty five man, yeah. That I felt like because every twenty every ten man raid I've done has always been kind of more of a or even didn't they have fifteens? Um, well, n- no. I thought Nax was there, a fifteen. There was one that was a fifteen, and that was a long time ago. Oh. It, 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 it's it's changed from like there was there was like forty man. Then twenty five man, and then they introduced ten man, and twenty five man, and now there's something called flex that can go up to like thirty, 
I, it's a little weird, but basically this means in World of Warcraft, normally you could do a five-man dungeon, and then there's raids, which can go up to 30 people, and it can, it can um, the difficulty can change depending upon settings and all this, yeah, but I'd... the bosses are bigger, they hit harder, there's different mechanics, meaning that you're supposed to pay attention to more things, but last night felt like a petting zoo, yeah. and it was when you let all like the, well, the, like... Like the, the slow kids run in and just touch all the stuff and run out. That's well, what it felt like. I kind of like doing the 10-man stuff, because I feel like you can have a lot more coordination with that versus a 25. Well, well, that and also with the ten man, if you're not doing your job, it's pretty apparent. Yeah. Because like you know, like ten percent of your raid is not doing what you need to be doing. So right. anyway, yeah, anyway, it was just I thought it was like it was frustrating, but I was like, if you guys would have heard me, I was just like, wow. Like it was more like I was just watching like, well, I don't know what's going on now. I have no idea, and I just felt really <laughs> bad. And I was like, because I want because Joe he got me addicted to WoW. I've talked about it on the show before. <laughs> Like a lot, and I just want to show you the cool stuff that's going on now. And I'm like, this is not cool stuff. Like, but whatever. It was like, I was, so I was trying to give you lore as opposed to like vice to be like, remember this? Yeah, that's the cool thing. You know? Yeah, anyway. no, I appreciate that because I love the lore. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, I just I just wanted to tell you guys about the time <laughs> that Joe and I went into the dragon place and all the kids like went to go pet the rabbits but killed them by accident. That's what that that's what that felt like. Damn it, Lenny. They they petted the rabbits too hard. Anyway, let's just get to news. <laughs> Everyone, hey, we got some good news this no week. No one died that Nobody's we know of. Dead. Yeah, good news. <sighs> yeah, so we got uh, Mr. Norris, Mr. Chuckerford Norris, Norris, Mr. Chuckerford Norris. It's uh, birthday today. It's his birthday today. How old is that guy? Um, Do we even look? I this mean, up? He, he's, he's like, ageless. Hey, you know, it's Chuck Norris's birthday. I want to say he's his seventies. He's pretty old, and his beard's in his sixties. Wonder how? I wonder. I wonder what his oldest pair of jeans is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, like those people would be like, I got socks older than you. But like, yeah. I just, but Chuck Norris is like one of those guys. I know he's become a meme. and I know he's become a joke. But I, even though he hasn't been always the best actor, you've never questioned his badassness. 77. 77. Jesus. And he's one of the few guys that we know of that actually got a punch in on Bruce Lee. Because in the Enter the Dragon, probably from his beard, he's well, got that maybe punch the beard. beard. Yeah, the punch beard. But he actually got a, he got a strike it on Bruce Lee, and then when they did the scene again, Bruce Lee beat the shit out of him. Like it was one of those things where it's like you you did not just do that. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And I, I I'm not the biggest Chuck Norris fan in the sense that like there's other action stars I like, but he he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was capable of. And threaded that needle, you know? And then when Cannon came to him and said, we're going to give you a bunch of money just to hold Uzis and then spin kick people, he's like, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. So, I mean, he loved him some Uzis. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like we watched um, Invasion USA recently, or at least that we, because I had my Super Bro party where we watched 80s action movies. And he has a presence. Like, his line delivery is a little odd, but like, it, the, the, the better. Like it's when he's not talking and just staring at like all the destruction. It's like you just done pissed off Chuck Norris. So those are good moments. I got to ask you this: going back to to Super Bro, is Jim Cotta a real thing? Jim Cotta, the, the actual Jim Cotta, the art form. Yeah, no. So because yeah, there's a Jim Cotta reference in Lego Batman. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I we- I was like I laughed and I I I kind of leaned over to Amy. I was like, hey, like. I was like, that's one of the movies that we watched at Paul's. And she's like, oh. And then I'm like, I wonder if that's a real thing. <laughs> like, 
uh, Jim Cotta's the 80s action movie I think we talked about on the show uh, that I thought Joe knew about, but he didn't. And it's just a bizarre mashup movie that has a guy who was an actual Olympic gymnast. Like, this guy was a legitimate Olympic gymnast that they put into an action movie where he used his gymnast skills to fight people, and they called it Jim Cotta. And there's definitely a point where he's in the village full of crazy people. <laughs> And it's like, it happens to be like, what do you call that? Not the pommel horse. It's That's literally a, called the Village of the Crazies. Yeah, it's Village of the cra- Crazies, but it's not a pommel horse. What do you call that? Yeah, Is it the it's, horse? It's a horse. It's, where you have like the little handhold hand yeah, on it. I know what you're and, talking about. And it was like, this thing happens to be randomly in this village where it, it's definitely not the Olympic thing, of, of course. And he uses this to, to do an entire routine where he fights all the villagers off. And it is one of the most amazing batshit crazy things. Yeah. And oddly enough, the Cedar Lee, not Cedar Lee, the Capitol Theater is showing Jim Cotta in a couple months. And one of their midnight movies, and I'm going to be there in the theater to watch that we again. Go see it, yeah. So that's, that's not Chuck Norris, but I uh, you, you have Chuck Norris to thank for stuff like that, though. True, because everybody wanted a piece of that. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he's been he's just one of those guys. Like even even him and the Expendables. Like well, he was in the second movie. He was the lone wolf, and like he was like that guy. He kind of was like the Steve Buscemi and like uh, Billy Madison, mm-hmm. where it's like glad I called that guy. Like he just show up randomly mm-hmm. and shoot people and just leave. He's kind of like the uh, mysterious, mysterious stranger, stranger in Fallout. fallout. Yeah. <laughs> but it just we appreciate him. Like you know, um, you know he has he has some really wonky political views, but it does that not take me away from his action awesomeness and the fact that he was Walker Texas Ranger, which is one of the most. I don't know how you could possibly take that show seriously. But there's people that loved it, but it was just ridiculous. Like, did you remember the time of Conan O'Brien when he was still with NBC? They got the rights to Walker, Texas Ranger. So he had a Walker, Texas Ranger lever by his desk that he, he would yeah, pull. Yeah, I remember and that. And it would randomly just show a clip out of context. Yeah. And there was just a bit where a guy was walking into like a room and then a, there was a leg that came up from the bottom of the screen, like dead center, and it kicked him in the face. It was supposed to be Chuck Norris. And it makes no sense. It's amazing. So real quick, what's yeah. what was your favorite Chuck, Chuck Norris fact? Oh, of the fake ones? Uh, like like uh, Chuck Norris doesn't sleep. Yeah. Uh, he waits. Like uh, I, I kind of like that one just because it's just like he's always forever vigilant. So what's I think your favorite? The first one, well, the first one that I really liked was uh, if Chuck Norris gets thrown into a, uh, the ocean or a lake or something like that, he doesn't get wet. The water gets Chuck Norris. <laughs> and then I think my favorite, like my favorite one, is the one where is if Chuck Norris is is running late, time better slow down. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> if it knows what's good for it. Yeah. Um, and, and and even there was the whole thing they made him a uh, World of Warcraft character. Yeah, like, they had that campaign. So it's like you don't want to mess with Chuck Norris. Dude, back in the day, we were just talking about wow. Back in the day, Baron's chat was nothing but Chuck Norris talk. That's awesome. Like if anybody who's played vanilla WoW or old school WoW and been in the Barons, it was just like there was some amazing discussions in the Barons. So uh, so yeah, so Chuck Norris, happy birthday. I'm glad you're still with us. And may and I hopefully hopefully did you instead of blowing out a cake like you're like, oh, they gotta do like like seventy seven candles. I hope he just kicked 77 people. I'm pretty sure he kicked them. And if there were candles, he wouldn't blow them out. He'd just, just kick he them. Spin kick them. He'd yeah. probably just stare at the candles till they they blew themselves out. That's true. I like it. So, like, all right. You should probably tone down. Uh, <laughs> guys, he's staring. Uh-oh. So, um, he's got that look in his eyes. Uh, the cake's always in the shape of an octagon. Another <laughs> <laughs> Another technical birthday today is this. Uh, today's the 20th anniversary of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the show. Oh, with, yeah. Sarah, another another Sarah badass Michelle fighter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Is it is it the air date of the TV show or the movie? The TV show. Okay. Yeah. Um, which came out in ninety March tenth, ninety seven. 
Wow. That's, yeah. For some reason, that show seems older to me than that. Because when I think of Buffy, I think of the 90s. So I, mean, yeah. I guess it makes sense. It's so weird how... And I, like I've never done enough research on it. I, I watched very little Buffy. I did watch some Buffy. And it had such huge success, and then like the spinoff, like it was like one of that those and angel, yeah. that and angel. It's like it was one of those shows of like huge pop culture fandom, like uh, that and like Hercules and Xena. Like that was yeah, they were all kind sense. of like yeah. in that that wheelhouse together. Um, and uh, like I, I remember one of my favorite episodes was the episode where they did the Halloween one, where like they were like like all the slayer people like all our little sidekicks like her and willow and stuff and they were ready to go like like some stuff was going to go down on halloween and then it turns out that like all of the supernatural stuff hates halloween and they just avoid it like the plague like they just, that makes sense because it's, it's like it's the biggest day yeah. where everyone's like oh it's Everybody, halloween yeah they all oh. expected it like i thought That's that was funny. one of the funniest episodes but no um yeah that sure show turned 20 years old um and that was uh that was Josh Whedon's first big hit. Yeah, I was reading about this. So the Onion uh, AV Club has a... They're do, actually doing a Buffy week of like a lot of articles around Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. And they did a they did a, a look back on the original movie, which was the script written by Josh Whedon that had... Um, oh, Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. Yeah. Paul Rubens, which... Say what you want. Paul Rubens was amazing in that movie. I love. You know him who as, else is in that movie? Um, what's his face? Um, the older guy. Uh, the... Shoot, Rucker Howard. Well, Rucker Howard's in that too. He's older, but um, uh, Sutherland, uh, no. Donald Sutherland's yeah. in it too. No, Ben Affleck. Yeah, for like he, a second. For a second, he plays one. Of, and there's a scene where there's a basketball high school ga- game, and he's one of the basketball players. <laughs> and I think it's I think Pee Wee runs up Pee Wee. Yeah, I think Paul Rubens runs up to him and like hisses at him, and he's just like, "Dude, take it!" And he throws the basketball at him. And like I watched it, like maybe like that's not what Batman s- would do. Batman would punch or, that vampire in right. the face. I watched it like seven or eight years ago, and I was just like, "Was that Ben Affleck?" Yeah. And I had to rewind it, and I'm like, "Yep." When when Luke Perry was your draw, yeah, like Ben Affleck, that was one of his first. And Hillary Swank was in it for like a second, but oh, I guess yeah, she yeah. was. Um, she? she was like one of the like the bitchy cheerleader friends. Wasn't yeah, she? I think yeah. so. Yeah. So originally, I guess the script that he he submitted to for the movie was a lot closer in line for his his TV show, but then they kind of kind of watered it down for the the masses and he it feels was on like set the watching the the everything get altered and he was just like I can't do this season so he walked away um so this is a rarity in the sense that you now well now it feels like there's always reboots and everything of everything right for buffy to be reincarnated so to speak as a tv show everyone at first was rolling their eyes like really that's what you're doing but no one remembers the movie anymore everyone remembers the tv show and I can't think of another instance where the TV show outpaces the movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's big. And I feel like Joss Whedon with his characters, his consistency, his humor, and his style changed television and also changed storytelling. You yeah. know, so, There were a lot of uh, Josh Whedon staples that, that came out of that show, too. Wasn't Nathan Fillion on a few episodes? I and Maybe. I, 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 I know I'll Fel- be honest. I'm really weak with I Buffy know Felicia knowledge. Day was. I know Felicia Day was. Yeah, she was one of the people in there. And yeah. then, like, because of that success, she was able to at least have enough money to then make it, to, to roll into making the Guild. Yeah. Um, which, that's also a fun web series if you guys know a chance to watch that. Yeah. Also, um, World of Warcraft based. So. That, that's true, yeah. Not technically based because inspired there's no rights by. inspired by, <laughs> but if you watch it and you play the game, you know what they're talking about. Yeah. Well, um, like Allison Hannigan was in Buffy, and then she went on to do American Pie, and then yeah. that's how what, how, how I, I met your mother. mother. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, I feel like the snappy dialogue and then b- smart decision making mm-hmm. and smart plotting 
that colored a lot of TV. And I feel like the CW would not exist without Buffy. There's a yeah, that's definitely a because that was yeah. that was WB back in the day, wasn't it? It was it was WB in the back. You're right. Yeah, the WB and UPM were still separate. And I feel like yeah. that show helped definitely carry that network because um, it went a lot. How many seasons did that go? Seven. Yeah, it went, it went a long... Seven seasons in a movie? That's that's not true. Well, actually, there's a movie than seven seasons. <laughs> a movie than <laughs> seven seasons? And I know what well, Angel had five seasons. At, like so. It, for, I, ne- I, I can say I never, ever watched Angel. Well, I mean... Like, not because I didn't like it. I no, guess. I just this is one of those things that I feel like it, it was before my time in terms of like that kind of thing. Um, I feel like with the WB shows now... Sorry, CW shows... Like, you wouldn't have Arrow or The Flash with the action component... And the romantic developments and everything without Buffy, like, yeah. and it feels like like and even watching Agents of Shield now, which Josh Whedon is a producer on, but his brother uh, Jed, Jed or Jeb, Jeb, what, what, he's the other, he's one that's like the showrunner. Yeah, it still has those elements of like you have the badass female with like um with Daisy, yeah, and you still have the supporting cast, and you still have like the sense of like the greater good, and like always, no matter what the fight is, you have to do it, you know, and, right. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty cool. But the fact that like it's twenty years old, yeah, it's like you're just like shit. What did and, I yeah, do with did, my life? It did go seven seasons and, and it ended in twenty oh three. Twenty oh three. Is that how we say that? <laughs> like the two thousand three. Yeah, twenty oh three back in the day. Two out three, you know. <laughs> and I know that there was like a season eight comic. There's a lot of like expanded universe co- spinoffs. Like there's, I think they're still running. The we comics. wouldn't have Firefly without Buffy either. Right. You know, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just, I mean, like, w- you tell me, what was the one thing when you realized how old it was, how old you were? Like, what's the one thing that, like, when someone told you, like, hey, Nirvana's never mind, like, over 20 years old, you're like, crap. You uh, know? Like, what was one of those moments? <sighs> I, I think, like, when you have Ghostbusters having, like, a 30th anniversary. Anytime any, yeah. a lot of these stuff, uh, yeah. one of the more recent ones, I want to say in the last couple of years, was uh, Metallica's... Um, uh, guitarist Kirk Hammett turned 50 and I was just like oh my god like yeah I can't believe that I've been listening to them that long and he's that old yeah that's that's one of those things like like um when you realize that like Star Wars is celebrating its 40th anniversary like from a new hope mm-hmm. you're like crap <laughs> it's just one of those moments right and guess what people that are younger than me it's gonna happen to you yeah. you're gonna be like oh that's the thing I loved like I feel like now the the nostalgia is like Jurassic Park. Like yeah. people are just like, I remember watching that growing I know, up. I know the 20th anniversary of the Matrix is coming up in a couple years, and that's just going to blow my mind because I remember being in high school and reading about that. Like I didn't know anything about that. This is before the internet just blew up with trailers and spoilers and everything. When you were near landlines, you can get to the Matrix. Well, I found out about the Matrix through Entertainment Weekly. Like it was a small article in Entertainment Weekly before the movie came out. Yeah, because the Wachowskis, other than Bound, they had not done anything else. Before they, that. Yeah, they had to do Bound to do the Matrix. They okay. wanted to do the Matrix originally, but then they were like, "Nah, we're not going to give you that kind of money in that." But for we that. will give you Judy Gershon and uh, what was Jennifer it, uh, Tilly. Jennifer Tilly, and it's um, a fair deal, I think. But yeah. uh. Like, I remember reading about it, and I told one of my buddies, I was like, hey, this looks cool. We need to go see this when this comes out. And then when it came out, it was just like, whoa. And that's going to be 20 years old in a couple. Was it a Keanu Reeves whoa? No, it was, it it was, was like, not like, a whoa. whoa. It, was it was like, like a, a whoa. Like a, whoa, like like a, a roller like coaster Like row. a Joey Lawrence whoa. Like a roller coaster row. Like, like roll. whoa. You know what's funny is I read, uh, I read an interview with Keanu Reeves recently. I think it was uh, the UK's version of Esquire. And... um. 
like the whole interview, like while they were interviewing him, quoting everything he said, I could just like in my head, just like that, that monotone Keanu Reeves. <laughs> what? No way. I don't know. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I remember watching that in college. Like it was just, yeah. we, we, we ended up renting it cause I didn't see it in the theater, but it was one of those things where it's like, it's Keanu Reeves. Like I didn't take him seriously. And it's kind of one of those movies where you just kind of sit down with like really lowered expectations and then you stop talking. I f- and it really knocked me in my ass. When right, because you it. didn't have any any grounds of a basis for it. No, and you know what's funny is um, you you can kind of compare it to like a, like the boom of the superhero movies. Like I really yeah. feel like the Matrix was like a superhero movie that made people realize how cool superhero movies could be. Absolutely, because yeah. you had Neo doing all this crazy stuff. You had the agents doing crazy stuff. I'm like, this is like a and it's comedy. a hero's journey. It's a he- hero's yeah. journey, and then I think shortly after that, like a couple years later, we got you know Spider Man and X Men, and that all started to blow up. So that's true. You know what? Like, I feel like maybe we should go back and actually do not like a rose colored glasses look, but we should go back and look at X Men one and like Spider Man one and see how they hold up. Yeah, because I feel like the first X Men movie isn't great anymore, but it's still not bad. Right. Um, but I feel like because people forget that because of what's going on now, and I feel like those movies really and like and, and, well those and then eventually when Batman got rebooted then we can be like how'd you lose all that muscle Wolverine like. <laughs> yeah right um, but anyway so Buffy's twenty years old and we all feel old yeah. so all right what's, what's the last thing last piece of news uh, nostalgia today, again today nostalgia today is Mario Day so it's March tenth M A R one zero one zero it's a Mario it's day. a Mario Day. So I hope you guys have just randomly run into pipes and hope for adventure. Yeah. Maybe you'll find a switch out there. Who knows? <laughs> so uh, I have we have a friend of the show who uh, bought a switch. He's posting screenshots of Zelda. Um, was it called Breath of the Wild? Something. That game looks beautiful. It really, really does. Um, and I'm sure the Zelda game is amazing because the Zelda games are always good. Like they, mm-hmm. like I we bought a 3ds. On, I, I I bought it because I was like, oh, we'll use it. I bought it because Zelda came out. And I wanted to play. Um, a link uh, was it um, a link between worlds? Mm-hmm. It's a fun game. It was a really really good game, and I feel that itch to buy this system just for Zelda. But I'm like, that's just telling me that I want to spend three hundred dollars on a Zelda game. Well, there's tons of jokes on the internet about that. Like, be like, here's my three hundred dollars Zelda machine. That's like, pretty much what it is. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like, so far the 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 Switch has outsold the Wii. In terms of initial units and launch, yeah, um, I will say that I feel like the Switch is a better, a better long term platform than the Wii ever would have been. Yeah, um, but I man, I don't know. I just I don't know, and it just feels like right now there's nothing other than the Nintendo properties for it. I just I can't. That's really, all you're going to use it for. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't want to like downplay it, but like I haven't bought a Nintendo system since a GameCube. Yeah, so. I, the the 3ds is a solid system for a handheld. It's fun. Oh, I know it's their a, handheld yeah. handheld systems are yeah. amazing. So. But so anyway, it's Mario Day. Um, I feel like uh, gaming would not be what it is without Mario because honestly, he was part of Donkey Kong, and that's what Donkey Kong kind of helped save. Um, saved games. a lot. Saved yeah. video games. We yeah. talked about that recently. a little bit, but we did talk about the console crash, yeah. and then but which I feel like that's still we something talked we about could that talk with the about. arcade thing. Yeah, because yeah. we were talking. Yeah, so so what's your favorite Mario game? Uh. Oh, that's a tough um, one. That is a tough one. Um, uh, probably Super Mario Brothers three. Uh, is it because of the wizard? Because no. the wizard made you want to buy it. 
Wizard. The movie The Wizard? No, Fred no, Savage, no, no. Where he's like, he no. found a warp whistle. Dude, that was like such a terrible spoiler for that game, too. <laughs> like, every because they came out before the game and everybody knew where that was. And I'm like. But that was the biggest commercial ever for yeah, Nintendo. It was. And you had Tobey Maguire, future Spider-Man in that as yeah. a really small kid. And you had the Power Glove doing things the Power Glove never does. Cannot do. Right. Yeah. No, Super Mario Brothers 3. I really like Super Mario World also. Um. That's the one for Super Nintendo, right? Yeah, and then Mario yeah. Kart, of course. Yeah, Super, Super Mario, Mario World Kart. was really good. I, um, but three at the time was so, I don't know, it was a big deal. It, it was, was such really a, a big. Deal. It was such a bigger deal than two. Well, two, you know, I mean, not to, you know, two was never meant to be a Mario game, right? Right, because the so style is completely different. Well, no, because it was originally a game called Doki Doki Panic that they bought. It was a different game entirely. Um, that they because there was actually a Mario sequel made in Japan that was released later called the Lost Levels. If you remember when they released that, yeah. And the uh, Nintendo felt that that was too hard for American audiences, <laughs> so then they found this game called Doki Doki Panic that had the four player selection, had like the 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 Frog King boss and like Birdo and all that stuff, and they just slapped Mario on it. Huh. And that's where Super Mario Two came from. They just took the they just took the Mario, uh, Luigi, and Princess and Toad and put them in this place. And that's why Two looks like nothing like the rest of them. I did not know that. Yeah, I thought you, I thought you knew that. I didn't so, know that. No, that's uh, so interesting. Two, two is weird. And if so you notice, three is probably the true sequel. It is. But yeah, if you okay. look at Two, there's not too much reference to Two anymore. There really isn't. Like yeah. like how many times have you seen Birdo since then? They still talk about Shy Guys. Yeah, Shy Guys are still there a little bit, but I think they stuck the Shy Guys in there. Maybe I don't yeah, remember probably. that, but. The, but that whole thing, how it was kind of a dream universe, that was not a Mario game to start. Yeah. So anyway, there's your, there, if you guys didn't know that, that but watch, people are going to be like, Paul, I researched this. You're completely wrong about yeah. that. Like, you know, but three was really good. I, I'm a sucker for like the, the Koopa kids, how they all had different abilities. I yeah. thought that was kind of neat. Um, I was also a sucker for the power-ups that were way overpowered, like the P-Wing that you could get that could help you fly through a level, because you had a strategy for the last world, right? Like, you had to have, like, two wings and one whistle to get through, like, Bowser Land, because there's, like, some of those airship levels were way too hard. So you're like, I'm going to fly over top of it and be done. Um, But yeah. I can't remember how I beat three. It was so long ago. Yeah. But then also you had the Tanuki suit. The, the raccoon raccoon suit. suit. Yeah. Yeah. And the frog suit. That was useless, but you wanted it anyway. And the Hammer Brothers suit. The Hammer Brothers suit was awesome. Yeah, and it was great, and then you'd lose it immediately. <laughs> but, all right, anyway. All right. So, that's that's enough for nostalgia. That's some member berries for you guys. Hope you like them. Yep. All right, so now on to this. And now for our feature presentation. I want to start this discussion about saying goodbye to your heroes, not with Logan, but with the death of Superman. Okay. The comic. Yeah. Now, I just want to mention that because... Oh, by the way. Do you know why they are called spoilers? Yes. Yeah, Sp- Superman Sup- died. He, he died actually a few times, if you yeah. guys have been paying attention. Um, the, the, when I was in high school, there was the big announcement that DC was going to kill Superman. Because at the time, both Marvel and DC were kind of, I don't know, Marvel was coming back into their own comics-wise yeah. because they were pushing all the different cover variants, like the the Jim Jim Lee X-Men like they had like the five different covers to for number one for X Men. Right, one. they all made a big, big panoramic. panoramic and they, yeah. they were selling gimmicks. They weren't selling stories. It felt like at the time. And then like it, it mean, you had the foil covers. You had all the special variants. And then you had McFarlane doing his own Spider Man run, which was awesome. But he also left quickly after to do Image. But DC was kind of getting beat up. So they're like, we need to do something different. So they announced the death of Superman, and they said we're actually killing him. 
And so when they did this, they released a, a book, the last issue of the Death of Superman storyline, where he fought um, Doomsday. Doomsday. It was in a white plastic bag. And there was a couple of different ones, actually. There was a black bag. There was a black bag yeah. and a white bag, yeah. So I had the white bag. And um, I remember my, my torment was, do I open it? And I, I opened it. But I, I, I didn't buy two. I bought one. I can't remember what I had. I want to say I had an opened and an unopened. Because um, it was supposed to be... Because like, the way DC was painting it was, this is it. Right. Last son of Krypton. Well, he is the most strongest DC hero. He's dead. And they did They did Nightfall around the same time, too. Well, yeah. That, what I was going to say is that they pulled the rug under from... So they killed Superman... Everyone was freaking out. Like the media actually was like, "How could you kill?" It was like, probably the first time that you had like a comic book type news story in a long time. Well, because even the city of Metropolis in Kansas, which that small, or is it Smallville? Either way, there's Smallville. a there's they they like the actual city named themselves after the comic. They they're like, "You can't kill Superman," and everybody had this freak out. So they killed Superman, and it was actually a pretty dramatic fight. It's actually a really good issue. Because Doomsday was just this war machine, back and forth, back and forth, and then they both kind of did the Rocky Two thing where they struck each other and killed each other. Yeah. So you thought because Doomsday still lived, and then you had the rise of the Superman, the four things with like what was it? The Superboy, the kids, Cyborg, Shack, and 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 then you had you know whatever. I can't remember the fourth one was. It was it was looking like Superman with like Ray Ban sunglasses, and it turned out he was an evil Superman. He had like sunglasses on because he couldn't look. He couldn't. I don't well, know. Well, the cyborg guy was evil. Oh, was he? Yeah. Ah, whatever. Anyway, so then Which eventually they... you find out that Superman wasn't da- dead, but he was kept in like a pod and being used for power as like a battery. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, so then that's what killed me though about it. No pun intended. Is that DC never intended to kill Superman? Yeah. They intended to spike sales and say, "Oh no, no, he's back." And then they did the same thing with Nightfall, where it's like, "Oh no, we're getting rid of Batman. We're going to introduce Bane." You know, and then he's going to be, you know, super steroid wrestler luchador. And he's going to just, but he's going to kill Batman. But he's going to be smart about it. They didn't kill him. They just broke his back. Well, yeah, you're right. He's paralyzed. We're going to take him out. Then we're going to put Azrael in his place. And Azrael's going to kill people and and be a killer Batman. You know, he's going to be the Punisher. I find it so weird that they chose Azrael. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But at that time, it felt like you're constantly pulling the rug out, right? Right. And so, and this ties into Logan in the sense that, like, Fox. As a movie studio, yeah, I feel like we're going to spoil this movie, so I apologize in advance. They have the X-Men franchise while Marvel still has the rights to the comic. And Wolverine and the comics, is like the actual main character we know is Wolverine's been dead for a while. But they've brought in Old Man Logan, which he was he from died. a separate universe. But they've brought the older version into the modern Marvel storytelling. Well, right? they killed him like two two years ago. Something like that. Yeah, I I feel ashamed I haven't read it. Um, I do know how, how he died. He's he's basically covered in animanium, like he's a statue in oh. in Canada. Oh well, at least he's in Canada. Yeah, that's good. So. Uh, him and Wayne Gretzky, probably the greatest yeah. exports they ever had. Like when, and, and, um, and Ryan Reynolds when they pulled Old Man Logan into the the regular universe. Like I can't remember. I think I want to say it was Hawkeye who took him up to the monument and showed him and where he went. Yeah. yeah. So what we know is Wolverine. You know. Um, the, the, the typical uh, whatever Logan has been dead in the Marvel comic universe for a while, but they have the old version in right now, yeah. the older cranky, cranky Wolverine. Um, so with this movie, which is what ninth, the ninth time uh, Hugh Jackman's played Wolverine, yeah. which by the way, credit to him. Like, honestly, like for someone, when they announced this casting, everyone's like, you're getting that guy to play Wolverine. And no one really thought that that was going to be a good casting choice. Because uh, there was talks there for a long time of getting Tom Cruise to play Wolverine. 
Because the only thing I'll say is he's the same height. Yep. Well. That's what I was like. Yeah, I could see it. Like if he puts on and on the muscle, like yeah. He's just going to smile and then never use his claws. And he doesn't talk, have the, he doesn't have the mean face. No, no. Um, Jackman took the role, made it his own, and you and you gave a shit about him playing Wolverine, right? And he did, and he did he did a lot where for a character that is very much R rated. He did get dark in a PG-13 environment. So when they finally gave him this movie, which, by the way, is spectacular. Logan is amazing. Um, but it's also it's different than your typical comic book movie. And I think that is a strength. Because even though there are people with powers or there's fights, there are so many moments of just like introspection and conversation. And realizing, like, you know, things are going to be changing and not for the good. It's very, very bleak. But also, like I don't know, it's very like Days of Future Past was bleak, but it was it was very comic book bleak. Yeah, that's the thing is like I've told a lot of people about Logan that I like it a lot because it's grounded. It feels very Dark Knight um, because you don't have a lot of people running around in spandex. There's not a lot of powers. The villain isn't really. It's not like Apocalypse or Magneto. It's it's technically society and the end of mutant kind. And you can see which, with with the, the Reavers, which they finally named them in the second half of the movie. Yeah, which is like basically these hired hired guns. They have cybernetic enhancements, which you know, like that kind of was like in this world where there's aren't mutants anymore. These guys are are paying the price to get like powers in the sense of like metal appendages, mm-hmm. right? And they're hunters, and they go after. You know whatever target they're told to go after. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's interesting. It's it's a solid flick. Like, I really liked it. I really like the paranoia that they had. Like that's that's one of the things. Like I we talked about this. I think with Legion, a couple of casts ago, or, or I can't remember. Oh, uh, the uh, the other X Men show that's going to be. Oh yeah, off with, with the parents with, with the, the kid, parents. With the yeah. yeah, and this, I want to say Logan kind of hit hit it on the head. What I was talking about in terms of like this movie felt like. It was the mutants against the rest of society, which is always what X-Men's been about. Yeah. And, like, they're on the run. They're not always on the run, but it, it definitely gave you, like, you. I didn't feel like I was worried about Apocalypse, about one specific person causing a problem for the protagonists. When you, when you get down to the nitty-gritty where you have a 90-something Xavier, which was a treat and also the most terrifying thing I could think of Mm -hmm. because he was suffering from some type of degenerative brain disease, which would cause him to stroke out. And when he would have these like, these like seizures, everyone around would like just like lock down because their brains were just being like fried. Yeah. Which, um, uh, he, he has, he has one of these, these moments at a really public place and you see the, the, the actual fallout from it. I kind of, I just want to tell, I, I've been saving to tell this to Joe on the show because I didn't want to ruin what I was thinking. They're hiding out at a Harrah's mm-hmm. when this happens, which yeah. is in Oklahoma City, I think, as opposed to Vegas. Okay. I think because they, they, they say that. Because they kept showing Harrah's. I'm like, that's not Vegas. Yeah, it didn't look like um, Vegas. And they have someone tracking them that can, that can kind of smell out mutants. And I'm like, the one place I would hide that no one would ever be able to smell me would be a Harrah's. I'll tell you, yeah, because I was at Harris in Vegas. That place smells like where clowns go to die. Uh, uh, so I was like, of course I would hide there. So they, they like, pipe all that that uh, cologne stuff like, into the air. Like if there was an Axe body spray called fecal matter, that's what it smelled like. Like the Harris floor. Which yeah, I guess Harris is never a sponsor of the show. I'm sorry, Harris. Yeah, but anyway, I thought good that thing was like, good thing they don't own the casino downtown anymore, right? Like, <laughs> But of all the places you're going to hide where there's smells, like yeah. that would be Harrah's. Anyway, so um, the fact that you're constantly worried about 
the world's strongest mind like blanking out for a second and causing all of this destruction is a much it's a scary like because it could affect everybody but it's a much smaller fear a much more real fear than an apocalypse or a mr sinister or you know like well that's just, not the actual threat of the movie but yeah, i know you're but i'm right. saying like that felt more like um like i'm just trying to think of another uh, equation of that like uh did you see the like road dr manhattan or dr manhattan but i'm yeah. talking like the road like where you had Vigo Mortensen like just trying to protect his son in this world where there's just no law and it could take something where he is trying to get his kid the right nutrients because he's aware of what Ricketts actually is and how bone development works because he grew up in the world before it changed and the kid doesn't know this. And it's just like, it's one of those things where even though you have um, Charles Xavier, which is a telepath, but the fact that you got to keep on his regular medication or there's going to be bad news that felt like a very real. That's like having a parent, like you know that they're 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 starting to wither. Yeah, and no. that that felt more terrifying to me. Okay. You know? Yeah. So. No, it definitely humanized it a lot more because I feel like a lot of superhero movies don't humanize characters well enough because it's all just you know it's fun and and comic book movies should be fun. Like you know everybody talks about how DC is so much more serious and dark. And, yeah. And that doesn't necessarily always work, but it needs to be there every once in a while. But yeah, no, I I think. Uh, I think the tone of Logan was perfect. Um, I even read an I read a really interesting article about how um, is it James Mangold? Is that the director? Yeah, he did that in the Wolverine. He um he somebody figured out that the there's an Easter egg in the Wolverine to the ending of Logan. I, I saw that today, and yeah. it's like it, it, when you when you see it, you're like that is everything. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and like he even confirmed it. It wasn't like a fan theory. Like he's yeah. like you know somebody tweeted to him. He's like hey. Does this, this, and this line up because of the ending of Logan? And he was like, he's like, ah, oh, you're very perceptive. Yes, it does. And I was like, wow. I'm like, that's kind of. I would have cool. never picked that up. I would have never yeah. picked that up either. So, um, if but, you guys yeah. find the article, or if you want to watch Logan and and, and uh, the Wolverine and figure it out. I mean, okay. So I feel like the way we're talking about this, you kind of know where it's going to go, but I'm not going to be that guy to say it because, damn it, watch that movie. Um, but I will say, in the terms of this is Hugh Jackman's last time playing the role. No matter how much Ryan Reynolds probably wants him in a Deadpool movie, just put you know because you know I, I feel think, like there's a weird... I don't know I think he'll get him to pop up for a second, not and, for a whole can't not I for hope a whole he plays movie. As Hugh Jackman, I think that'd be best. Yeah, to actually have Hugh oh Jackman I think play he like could get him to do that. Break. Yeah, yeah. Um, which the the did you, did you have the Deadpool thing before your movie? The, yeah. Okay. The which Deadpool trailer. Yeah, which was kind of like it felt like it was like Fox is kind of like doing like a like a Pixar short before the yeah, movie. Yeah, it was. It did. Um, which was really funny. The, the online way. one, I guess, is actually longer. It is. It actually has a yeah. Stanley cameo too. The Stanley cameo. Um, but but Logan actually has bits of humor that actually work. So this movie's different than the DC movies where it's supposed to be like sad the entire time. Where Logan is sad the entire time, but. It's like there are still bits of humor that kind of give you a second to come up for air, and then you get right back into the bleakness of it. Yeah. Um, because this is a character that he doesn't run. He limps, and he basically tells people, you don't want to do this. Because it's almost like he doesn't want to do it, not because he knows what he's capable of. It's just because he's tired of it. you mm-hmm. know. And like the whole sequence at the beginning yeah. where it's like he has that encounter, and like his whole mind is about like the contract he has as opposed to like these guys he's dealing with is funny, but also just kind of like, this is where he's at. This is a guy that has saved the world on multiple occasions. And he's more worried about a lease for a vehicle that he has now that just takes that character and drags it down into reality so much. But my point is like, so Hugh Jackman's walking away. I saw an article listing of like 
Who's going to be the next Wolverine? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do this? Do we need that right now? No. I like that's the thing and in this and in, uh we talked about this at the beginning of the year because of how much everybody hated 2016 with people dying. It's like I got so pissed. Like it was maybe like 2 weeks after Carrie Fisher had passed away, maybe a little bit longer, and I saw all these articles about what are we going to do about Princess Leia's character in all these movies and are we going to get more CG Leia? I'm like we don't need it. Like No. Like, just let it go. Like, I know a lot of it has to do with studios, has to do with corporations where they're just like, we got to get money and this will sell money. Like, look at the Terminator franchise. Like, how many times should we have let the Terminator franchise go so that we could remember the Terminator franchise the way we want to, but we keep getting movie after movie after mediocre movie? And well, and, and even with something like that, where you have a baked in idea that in the future there's robots that look like humans, then guess what? You don't have to have Schwarzenegger necessarily attached to Right, that. and you even attach Schwarzenegger to most of them. Yeah, like, he's he a bit, did. And technically, yeah. if you count the CG version, he's been in every single one. Yeah, he was in Salvation for like he, a second. Yeah, you know, he was the, the CG T-800 that, Whatever. that yeah, was like... That Batman you know, fought. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> Batman fought the, the Mr. Universe version. Yeah. Um, but it's like... You know the, these these studios. They just they were like, we own the rights to it. Let's just let's just keep it going. You know, and I felt the same way with Lord of the Rings. Like like I got so pissed as Lord of the Rings fan. Um, you know, because they were like, well, let's make the Hobbit three movies. I'm like, you, how are you going to do that? You don't need that. Like, you know? it's like let it go. Like that's cool. You want to make the Hobbit, but the Hobbit should have been one movie, two at best. At best, like, because I, technically I, it was a two part. It was a book, but it was. It was, yeah. it was it said book one book two but like it, it was like well we could get a whole trilogy out of this you yeah know? I, I you're right and I, and I will argue that I, of, of the four books my favorite was the hobbit because it was the most accessible and you could have had the smog fight and been like oh and then they saved the day and that's it that should and that's yeah. the thing like like i remember watching uh the desolation of smog, smog. and i was like I'm like, technically, this is the end of the book. What else are they going to do? And then they did the Battle of the Five Armies, and I'm just like, well, all right, fine, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> this is more, this is like, it feels like an expanded universe type thing now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I feel like a lot of people like are getting that way too with Game of Thrones because it's like you're out of book, and then HBO is just going to embellish whatever J.R.R. Martin is, or, uh, is like, here, here's what I'm about to write. Just, you know, mix this into the show now. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that's different. That's not like your hero's dying. Well, because but. I mean he he um he's behind his own because he protect he thought he'd be done with the books and whatever, right? So but he's given an outline to those guys and, and they've admitted that they know how it's gonna end. They may not head the same direction as he's gonna go with the books. And I think it's George R. R. Martin, isn't it? Did you say I said Jay. Jay. J- George, George whatever. Whatever. He's our he's our boy Jay. Um but I, I that's a little different, but I mean in the sense that like um I feel like we can't let go. Like I feel like in the in, in the movies is different, in the sense that we identify Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and I think it's going to be a tough role to fill. Someone that recasting him. However, the, the the flip of that though is everyone's always looking forward to who the next Batman's going to be. Everyone's looking forward to who the next James Bond's going to be. Mm-hmm. Why are those characters different to me than someone like like um, even though we've had like a thousand different Spider Man character people playing Spider Man. If they did, people don't really look forward to the next Spider-Man as much as they do other characters. Yeah, but I mean, like when, when Robert Downey like, Jr. moves away from Iron Man, which that's going to be a big deal too. But I feel like they could do a torch pass there, where Tony Stark doesn't have to be in the cinematic universe anymore, and you can have an Iron Heart, or you can have like I feel like Marvel's kind of peppering their comics with 
other people that have taken the mantle of these characters mm-hmm. and still telling different stories, like the Falcon being Captain America or Bucky being Captain America. I just, I don't know. I feel like movies are different because you literally have a physical person associated with that role. And they're going to, they're eventually going to age out of it. Yeah. Hugh Jackman you know? did what for 17 years? Yeah. That's an, that's, that's an impressive run for yeah, anybody, anybody to do. Nobody's done anything like that for, no. for 17 years, played one character I can think of. Um, but like, you know, you mentioned James Bond and James Bond's interesting too, because like people do always wait, who's going to be the next Bond and nobody ever worries about James Bond going away. You know what I mean? Like, and that's one of the reasons why I'm not attracted to those movies as much. Cause it's just like, I it's feel like never there's no, end. I feel like there's no real threat to bond. Yeah. Cause he's always going to be there. And I know when they cast Daniel Craig, there was talks of hinting that bond was going to be a designation, like a title as opposed to a person. Yeah. I kind of dig that where it's like, you know, 007 is you're the new 007. Kind of like on the Kingsman. If it was 007, yes, role. but like, I wouldn't want somebody to just be called James Bond for the sake of I, I feel like James that's, a, but I'm going to say like the designation 007. Yeah. I feel like that would be kind of cool where it's like, you're now the new 007. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. But James Bond's like one of those things too where like, you know, people don't want to let that hero go, but they don't have to. But then there's there's things like Logan where you have to let that hero go. You know what I mean? Like But you were mentioning when we were talking about this idea between shows, which it was right after we did last the last show with Christina, by the way. Thank you again for being on the show. That's awesome. Fun interview. You had mentioned Han Solo with the prequel movie. Yeah. Like Han Solo just got an ending. Like it's pretty definitive what happened to Han Solo. And it was the ending that 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 he deserved. Well, I don't know. Deserved, <laughs> deserved but it's he probably the, deserved kind of like some kind of dirty the, shootout from not paying somebody money. It's the ending that that Harrison Ford deserved because Harrison Ford had always wanted Han Solo to die. Yeah, as a martyr, and and just have that end up being the end of like you know Jedi or whatever. So I'm glad that he finally got that. But then like I feel like they're like, well, let's go back and talk about what he did before all this. And it's like, why? I like some of the castings exciting. So you got Donald Glover's Lando. That's fun. It's like the only thing I'm excited about. But I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care. You I know? don't like, want to see. I don't want to see young Han Solo stories. I'll go see it. Like, I don't think I, it's necessary. I would be interested in uh, between three and four Obi Wan movie, just because we know he makes it to four. That Ewan McGregor's getting older. I'd be okay with that. I would accept that because his character was still alive at that time. You could tell me, give me an Obi-Wan story that's separate from everything else. I'm fine with that. I would my, be my more fine is, with that than, a, than a, like a young Han Solo. Yeah. Um, like, if they make Indy 5, Indiana Jones 5, which they're talking about doing, that's fine. Harrison Ford wants to do it still. That's great. If they make a good movie, even better. Do we need someone to be recast in Indiana Jones? Because there was talks there of putting Chris Pratt in that role, which, fine, but I love Chris Pratt. I don't need him to be in everything. Could Indy just be, that was Indiana Jones, that was it. Yeah, exactly. And even though we had the TV series, The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, which was whatever, that, that's fine too. Do we need to keep reinventing? Like, Indiana Jones, the reason that that franchise exists is because uh, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg wanted to do Flash Gordon, and they weren't given the rights. So, like, you know what? We'll do our own type of, like, serial hero like pulpy hero. And that's going to be what we're going to do. Cause screw you. We could do our own original thing and no one could tell us we can't do it. And the Indiana Jones becomes iconic. So what's stopping somebody else from saying, I don't want to do Indiana Jones, but I want to do my own thing. Like, I just, I feel like there's, I wish people would do that. 
And I, I think, again, like I said, I think it's studio stuff. I think yeah. the studio's just like, hey, we've got this property. Look how many people love Indiana Jones. Look how many people love this. But how many how many other X-Men are there? There's a thousand of them. There's like, a, well, you, you know I don't mean, know. Though. They've been like, slowly, slowly getting extinct. <laughs> but I mean, could you... Could you tell me X Men had a rough time? Could you, could you give me an Alpha Flight movie that I would really care about? Absolutely. Could, <laughs> go see I would. Alpha I would go see Alpha Flight in a second. Which, oh, if you guys man. don't know, it's like just imagine like Canadian X Men. Like you know what? Like, <laughs> you know what? You might get your wish because I know like in the comics right now, Alpha Flight and Captain Marvel are like totally like hanging out the whole time because they're up in space with her yeah and i'm like they could easily put her because she's supposed to be like earth space stuff in the in the movies i could see alpha flight sneaking in there somehow that'd be great you know? i'm sure like, fox owns the rights alpha flight but now. like you can give me like i mean just even looking at like over your shoulder we have that neil adams cover of x-men was a 58 from what the 60s and you have Havoc. We haven't really haven't explored Havoc other than First Class. I feel like Havoc got a lot of attention in First Class, more than he probably sh- yeah. would have, but not as much where you would you would kind of really explore. Do we really get a lot of good Cyclops in the X-Men trilogy? Do you want good Cyclops? I don't know. I'm no. just saying, like, like I, would, I would love more Nightcrawler, like good Nightcrawler. Yeah, good I would Nightcrawler love, would be like, good. Give me Sunspot. Give me um, freaking. Give go, me strong guy. They give could me, go out like, to do the whole mojo verse, right? You know, give me Shatterstar. Give me Longshot. Longshot. Shatterstar. Like, yeah. It'd be fun. Even if you gave me a period specific seventies Dazzler movie, no. I think that might be fun. Don't I think that might be Dazzler. fun. Come on. Come on. No Dazzler. Just, whatever. I'm just saying. Like even if you gave me a Savage Land X Men Sauron movie, Savage Land would be amazing. I just there's so many stories, right? And you don't need Wolverine for all of them. No. I don't know how Wolverine became the central point to this because... I think he just became such a huge fan favorite. Because I think Hugh Jackman... Well, Wolverine's always been a favorite character, right? Wolverine to me was kind of like the, the, the Batman of the Marvel universe in terms of like, I'm a dark loner. I don't need nobody. Yeah, that's you know? true. And, that's, and like everybody kind of gravitated toward that the way they gravitated toward Batman. But they kept making him the reluctant father figure and all those with like Rogue. Yeah, they did. And uh, Kitty Pryde yeah. and all that. And it's like... And that's not necessarily who he was in the books. Like he was mm-hmm. still like I, I know it never happened, but I would love to have seen Spider Man versus Wolverine turn into a movie. <laughs> because there is a bit where Spider Man is just wailing on Wolverine. Yeah. And he doesn't understand that Wolverine has an adamantium skeleton. So he's like he, he's like just wailing on him, just hitting him. And he's like any other man's brain would be jelly by now, but he's like, all this guy's doing is smiling the entire time. Right. And it's like, all you're doing is making him matter, Spider-Man. Back off. So I got to, I got to, real quick. So like one of my buddies, me and him have like, <laughs> we have this long standing argument of who'd win in a fight between Spider-Man and Wolverine. Well, there's a comic about it. <laughs> I know there is a, I know there is a comic about it, but we sat down like one of the first times we started hanging out and, uh, cause we've both found out we love comics so much. And we were just drinking, just bullshitting, and, and like um, the question came up, and he's like, and you know how big I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, but I was like, yeah. I'm like Wolverine would totally win in a fight between Spider-Man and Wolverine. He's like, you're crazy, and we would <laughs> we argued like heated argument for like it was, you know for like weeks. So then like we finally had to we had we finally had to side table it. Every once in a while, it rear its head. So we went and saw Logan together. Okay. And there's a scene in Logan where uh, one of the 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 villains. Uh, you might hit spoil. Hit spoiler alert. Do you know why they are called spoilers? 
So they make a clone of Wolverine and Logan. That's a pretty big spoiler, yeah. yeah. So uh, X-24. And he has to fight himself, essentially, but it's a younger version of himself with a lot of Just For Men hair color. And um, <laughs> His haircut reminded me of Lee Shriver or Sabretooth, though. <laughs> He really looked kind he of did, like yeah. He, he yeah. did have a, he did have like a, a blend of that. Yeah. So there's a scene where one of the newer young kid mutants uh, uses his power to flip like a Humvee or a, like an APC tank over on top of X24, and then he proceeds to just get out of it. Yeah. Like lifts himself out of it, and like one of the arguments me and my buddy always had was be like, man, Spider Man would just start chucking cars at Wolverine, and then he'd get enough out of him, and he'd be stuck. So like that scene happened in the movie, and I lean over to him, and he's you like, "Owe me five dollars." I go, "Are you sure you want to rethink that?" He's like, "You motherfucker!" Like, Sorry, I have to go back and fix that. Now. You got to fix so, that. Yeah. My bad. So oh, I'm man. telling a story. We went he, blue. We went blue. We went blue. So he's like, he's like, I knew you would bring that up as soon as I saw that car land on him, and I was just like, well, so that that's, that's a little side story. But so I mean, and it, okay. and, it, and it did involve a little bit of profanity. But. I guess, I, I'm trying to mentally remember when that happened. So if you guys hear a weird noise, Joe said a bad word. He should yeah. have said the fourth time that's happened in the two years. Not you, but the fourth time. Oh, the fourth I, time. I was gonna say I've only done that once. once. Yeah, there's been two other. Uh, F- anyway, there was an f bomb dropped. Uh, I'll fix it. Uh, so anyway, I feel like it's okay to say goodbye to your heroes. I feel like it's okay to put them in their place and enjoy. I, I, the the difficulty of this though is that the idea of Wolverine, it's a story construct. There never was a person named Wolverine. There never was, maybe there was, I don't know, like like Steve Wolverine, I don't know. But I feel like because these are comic book characters, you can always just pull them out and resurrect them. But I feel like there was a long time there, though, where there were certain characters that once they were dead, dead is dead. Like, for the longest time, Gwen Stacy was dead. Gwen Stacy. Like, Norman uh, Osborn was dead. Uh, Uncle Ben. Um, Uncle Ben's always been dead. He's always been dead. Yeah. Uh, like, he's the one that's never come Jason back. Jason Todd was a big one. Yeah, for a while. Um, like, I'm talking, like, 20 years dead. Yeah. Um, and then somehow, like, when um, Osborn came back, he became a major player in the Marvel Universe. And I wasn't happy about that. I felt like... They ran it like it's like you could have given me like Norman Osborn was the Green Goblin, big antagonist to Spider-Man. And then his death was was huge and it shaped Parker going forward. But then they brought him back. You know, I don't know. Like I felt like it felt like that was cheap to me. I feel like, well, in a lot of stuff, they, they do that where it's kind of cheap. Like, look at look at Captain America. Like when Captain America died, I feel like that was that was as big as Superman dying because that was all over the news. Yeah, like I remember the, 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 Civil War, the arc, the original Civil War. Yeah, comic. I remember when Stephen Colbert was talking about it and everything, and he had the Captain America shield, and he's just like, you know, he was freaking out. And um, and then they bring him back, but in the way that they bring him back was like it was like some weird ghost. Look. So what happens is 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 Sharon Carter shoots him as he's about to go on trial for the. For all the stuff for Civil War. Yeah. Like, he's handcuffed going to the courthouse. And his girlfriend, Sharon Carter, comes running up, and she just pulls the gun out, shoots him in the stomach. That's the end of it. She was brainwashed by Red Skull. As always. Turns out that the gun or the bullet that she used was some type of mystical weapon that actually sent him into some other dimension so that they were able to pull him back out. Like it was. Su- I didn't know that. It was super weak. That is dumb. It's super weak how they brought him back. Like... <laughs> Like Whatever. like and then and then in 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 the same sense like recently 
you know, they took the super soldier serum out of him. They made him like old man Rogers. Old man. Yeah. And then they fixed it. Yeah. But then they didn't necessarily fix it because he came Hydra Steve. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that comics are basically soap operas, but with capes and tights. I get but, that. But that death of the, the death of, that, ah, that death of Captain America was like, oh my god, we lost Steve Rogers. Yeah, but only for like a year. That's why, like this, when they when they announced the whole death of Wolverine in the comics, I was just like, ah, give it a year or two. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow the actual Logan comes back. I it'd just be like if they just went to like the thing and said, you know what, you're done, and there was no thing for a while. And you'd be like, well, there there can't be a Fantastic Four again because there's no thing. Well, there isn't a Fantastic Four right now. I know because I mean, basically, Marvel's like, sorry, sorry, Fox, sorry, you can't Fox, have any more. You can't have any more yeah. of this. They're, as soon as they get the <laughs> you right, keep screwing up the movies. We're not it's giving gonna any be more Fantastic stories. Four one. <laughs> like, yeah, it's gonna get rebooted. Yeah. So I mean, I I feel like that death creates more storylines and it creates more opportunities well, for 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 storytelling. And every, just, I mean, I don't know. I'm, you know what I, I think? I guess I'm torn because it's just, I feel like Wolverine should go away now from the from the Fox Cinematic Universe. And you can still tell, like, I feel like Deadpool and Wolverine showed the world that, like, hey, Fox, you could tell cool stories. And you don't have to have this whole world building. Give us this good, solid storytelling. We don't need all this. But, but we also have, you also have a lot more toys in your chest that you could use hopefully they don't run rampant with that r rating and they're just like everything has to everything be has to be r rating. yeah, yeah. this makes no. me wonder if warner brothers is well, like hey can we make r-rated movies now people well, will watch they've <laughs> said that they're they're open to the idea Ugh. of the dcr rated r yeah, whatever yeah. Give me the, they give me the perfect r-rated lobo movie yeah right yeah, um anyway. one thing i will say like with comics that i think that they're starting to take a different brand to is um instead of killing the character off is putting them on a back burner on a shelf and giving like another character, like what they're doing with Ironheart, what they're doing with uh, Jane Foster as Thor. Because like Jane Foster ran as Thor for about a good year. Yeah. And then they brought in Odin's son, and he's got his own book. But you've got two Thors running, but they didn't necessarily have to kill Thor off. No. You know? The, what you're saying is the, the it's the professional wrestling storyline telling of like, oh, crap, they hurt themselves. We're going to make them fade away for a little bit. We're going right. to bring somebody else in. They're not gone. They're just waiging the wings. Right. But if you want I'm okay with that. But that makes more sense than it's like, you know, let's take the spotlight off of Superman for a while. So we're going to kill him. Yes, that will sell more books. But like when you had uh, Jane Foster take over Mjolnir, I mean, that went, that was a huge sensation. Yeah. And that sold a ton of books. I just feel like you're being dishonest with the public unless unless you're like, listen guys, this is gonna this is gonna set the whole world on fire. It's gonna be different where DC's like, we're gonna have you guys like a crisis storyline? We're gonna have seven of them. Right. Like it just felt like Well, DC's also guilty uh, of like, we're gonna either kill a character off or they're gonna change, but then in a year we're gonna reboot the universe. Yeah. And then we're gonna do that again. Be like What? I, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes it's okay for a hero to come to an end of their journey and that's that. Like, yeah. I remember when, um, what was it, uh, what the hell do they call it now, the new DC Universe? Uh, it's not the new 52, that was what they That was, was before, it was, uh, uh, I don't know. Rebirth. Rebirth. I was going to say new universe, Rebirth. that's not right. <laughs> Rebirth started. Like, I remember I picked up Green Arrow, and I was reading Green Arrow, and I'm just like, oh, look, Black Canary's back, and she's falling in love with Oliver, and I'm like, we, we've done this story before, and we want to keep it running. So. Which, I thought it was a bold move that in the Marvel um, Ultimate Universe, they killed off Peter Parker. And they never brought it back. Yeah. They never brought back that Peter Parker. I thought that even was though you move. knew in main continuity there was Peter Parker, and he still was yeah. like, I can't juggle a family and responsibilities and a Spider-Man job. Anyway, but in the in Spider-Man the, actually 
six one six Peter Parker is probably the one of the few character major characters. If you look at like Soup's Bats, Captain America, Iron Man, that have not been killed off. Oh, but they no, but they did the whole powerless thing where they had the other where they they had him die off in the brand new day and all that. Like they were killing him because he was the clone, the clone saga no. bit. If you remember I hate that clone saga. Anyway, that's 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 like comics five hundred one. <laughs> Sorry guys, didn't mean to get there. But you walked into the wrong. Room. Yeah, my apologies, but. Um, but whenever the Ultimate Universe, which was a separate line of comics, they actually said, you know what? We're killing Peter Parker. Everyone's like, what are you doing? But then they let Miles Morales take the mantle of Spider-Man, and everyone loves Miles Morales. And it's yeah. like, that's okay. I like Morales. Give me, He's, just, you know, give me something different. He, it's, it's a good excuse for him to be a young Spider-Man. Like yeah. I, I, like and I, that, I remember. And young Spider-Man's the best Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, just as a kid. Oh, look at here we go again. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, what you guys want to share your thoughts, feelings, and you know what? I also feel like this kind of ties into like a Doctor Who talk because they always kill the Doctor and they always bring him back, and you always have opinions about that, right? Yep. So, um, but it's I think it's okay to let your heroes go. I think it's okay because there's other heroes, there's other stories. Like my heart is so open to everybody else as well as the ones I already love, you know. Yeah. But I feel like that you're right. Movie studios are too afraid. Be like, but they like this guy. Let's bring him back. You know, either and, die the hero, or you live long enough to see Transformers Five. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. Anyway, so uh, please uh, go to our website, evasionthepodcast dot com. Uh, we do have a blog there, which we, you know we should update. Here's- I need to blog more, <laughs> and I, should I need to blog more as well. Blog a little bit more sober. I think I did that last one. It was the yeah, Star well, Wars one. Yeah, it, my bad. Yeah, but whatever. We, we should blog more. We also have a Facebook page, Invasion of the Podcast. We are on Twitter at Invading Podcast, and we have a Gmail. It's um, Invading Podcast at Gmail. Uh, we have been getting a lot of interaction lately. We've enjoyed the conversation. Please join us. We also have a Patreon. That means if you guys like what you hear. And say, you know what? We want to hear more about dead superheroes. Yeah. We should support the creators. Like, we've had a um, friend of the show, uh, Brandon, donate $5 to the show. We appreciate that. Oh, no. That means he's going to get a, a wheel gonna, of death, isn't That's he? true. He could choose a wheel of death. Did you did you see, Did you you watch that trailer I text you? Um, Tammy and for, the T-Rex? No, I didn't. we got to watch that before <laughs> it's over. So, that's going to be on the wheel of death. I it don't should care. be. I think we should just watch that and talk about if, it. If, but. If, um, if you guys join our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash invasion of the podcast you guys can donate as little as one dollar a month or a one-time donation or as much as you want to to support us if you commit to five dollars a month you get to pick a wheel of death so you get to pick six movies we'll we'll randomly pick one and talk about it it's not punish us support us and punish us it's not just drinking money we got to pay for server space yeah this isn't just a you know this isn't for us to go out and like flash and cash um but yeah please support us every donation would be appreciated but yeah brandon you get to pick wheel of death i don't know what you're going to pick but i'm scared it's probably all paintball related probably going to be six paintball movies (laughs) it's going to be uh whatever anyway all right so um let's get on to this our our march madness time to play the game time to play the game Last year, we had a bracket of 64 Woo. heroes. It was a lot of people. It was a lot of talking. Um, yeah. So we decided to scale we it back a little bit. We scaled it back. It went to eight. Yeah, we went to eight. <laughs> we already eliminated the uh, the earlier the people. So we decided to do the uh, the Adult Swim Network. I mean, uh, it, the Adult Swim Network has uh, been... Cartoon Network, but with Adult Swim. Adult Swim Network sounds like like naughty, like snorkeling. Oh, Cartoon Network. I'm sorry. <laughs> Adult Swim is the the late night the brand yeah. brand of Cartoon Network. The Adult Swim Network coming yeah. up next. 
But uh, everybody knows what Adult Swim is. If yeah. you don't, I don't know anybody who hasn't watched something on Adult Swim. But um, the uh, I remember way back in the day when it was like really pretty much fueled by Family Guy reruns. Yeah, um, that was that was my heyday. Like Family Guy and the original Futurama, they the got original, on there. Yep, yeah. Family Guy then Futurama. Then you got like the actual and like, like Full Metal Alchemist Adult thing. Swim yeah. programming. Yeah. Oh yeah, Full Metal. That was probably one of the anime. Yeah, one of the few animes I actually sat through and watched was Full Metal. Yeah, I haven't so, really watched much anime, but I know but, that like uh, was William Street. That's all, is that the name of the production company? Yeah, yeah. Um, like the like Sea Lab twenty twenty one right was like the first big thing I remember. And well, Space Ghost Coast to Coast was the big. They thing. They took a lot of Hanna Barbera properties, and somehow they took I don't know how they did it. They took the anime it was the same animation cells. It they tried like using that. similar animation and recycling it. That was the pitch for Space Ghost. Yeah, and that was the pitch for Harvey Birdman and actually Sea Lab. Harvey Birdman didn't seem as as rehashed as animation cells as like C Lab. C Lab they tried actually taking sequences and just redoubling them. Yeah, but then like they got to season two and realized it was so limited, they started adding more animation and the budget started going up. And they're like, yeah. yeah, we made a mistake. You could <laughs> tell, yeah, you could tell where some of it was just like this looks just like a Scooby Doo cartoon. Yeah. Um. So all right. So, uh, here's the Elite Eight that we have. Yeah, so we have Adult Swim characters fighting each other. You guys are going to vote on who goes on the next round. We'll have the results next it's, show. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be very important that you vote. You vote, and and we're gonna need your help. So I know, like any of those uh, wallflowers on Facebook, we need you to kind of like yeah. chime, chime in. I'm gonna you, I'm, Jacob Dylan, get over here and you tell us <laughs> all those wallflowers. Oh God, that's that's what. <laughs> shine your one headlight on this fight bracket. Okay, stop. All right, so the first, the first we fight, can be heroes. The first fight that's up is uh, Space Ghost and Harvey Birdman. We're gonna go straight Hanna Barbera fight on this one. So it's gonna uh, be some Sixth Avenue heartbreak. You've got your <laughs> how many? How many more wallflowers? That's all I got. That's all I got. That's it. Oh, Bring it down God. the horse. That was the name of the album. Anyway, go ahead, please. It was. Did they do anything else after that? Well, they did the cover Heroes for the Godzilla soundtrack. That was that's it, all right? I remember, yeah. Really? Yeah. Anyway, oh, well. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. Your dad's Bob Dylan, and you get to do one album, whatever. That's true. Uh, so you've got you've got a lawyer versus a talk show host. So Space Ghost versus Harvey Birdman, attorney of law. Um, and then you've got probably two of the craziest old people on uh, Adult Swim. You have Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty uh, versus Captain Murphy from C-Lab 2020. Yes. So... I like it. One is uh, a white-haired crazy man under the sea. Another one's a white-haired crazy man out in space and time. I thought his hair was green. Green, gray, green hair. They're they're both uh, you, you like they both think they're leaders. There's they, a there's, there's a there's, yeah really good picture of Rihanna going around the internet with uh, Rick's haircut. <laughs> and there were a couple of really good jokes. Like nice. I wanted to, I wanted to come up with one. Just like good Morty. All right, and then um, we've got for round two. We have two of the. I don't want to say I don't know. They're both really selfish. Yes. And I think they're probably they probably think they're cooler than they actually are. Um you have Killface from Frisky Dingo, uh, which was a short lived was it two seasons? Two seasons. Two seasons on Adult Swim back in two thousand and four, I think. Uh we, the guys who did Archer. Uh, yeah, the guy who did Archer did uh did Frisky Dingo. And because of that show not doing so well, I think he went on to do uh, Archer, which is awesome. So, yep. so, but Killface is a white, muscular alien thing with yeah. like talents for hands, and not Caucasian white. He's literally like powder like, white, like powder. Yeah, yeah. So, and he's well spoken, and he wants to take over the world and destroy it. He has terrible grammar, and he's like, yeah. Welcome to your doom. To you are doom. You are doom. Uh, so 
Um, definitely, I highly recommend checking out Frisky Dingo if you've oh, never so seen good. it. Um, and then we've got Master Shake from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Who's also large and white. He's and also angry. large and white yeah. and angry and usually thinks he's always right, too. Yeah. So, uh, And then our last uh, part of the Elite Eight, we have uh, Dr. Girlfriend from the Venture Brothers. Yes. Um, probably the manliest voice I've ever heard on a, a woman. I love it because, it's, is it, what's his name? Uh, Jackson, uh, the guy who writes the show, voices the character dr yeah. girlfriend yeah and she look and she looks like jackie onassis yes she does but has like the most gruff voice <laughs> so there's always this dichotomy of this like like you know super sexy but it's just also like, like i feel like it started out like she just had like a smoker's voice and then he just like let it go and evolved into kind of a guy's voice yeah it's jackson hammer is that his name yeah yeah um but yeah but dr girlfriend is smart and competent and she knows exactly what's going on the entire time yeah. and she's aware i think it's she so always funny steer, steers the monarch where <laughs> she's where like, it should be happening she's like she's like that sidekick character like um uh like Snoopy that just kind of like always is knowing what like is like or smarter Kif. than Kip is probably a good example yes, too. Kip from, from Futurama. Uh, from Futurama. She's definitely like Kip. Yeah. She's just like 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 uh the monarch is totally Zab Brannigan and like she's like Kip. Yeah. yeah. Uh and then the la- and she is going to be facing off against Nathan Nathan Explosion from Metalocalypse, the lead singer of Death Clock. Yeah, so. which I'll defer to Joe because I've not seen much metal Metalocalypse. I love Death Clock. Um I actually the two, I just know one of them played a guitar with their wang. You know that. <laughs> they're, uh, I actually have two of their albums because they actually put actual LPs out. Well, you're more of a metal fan than I am. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so we got our, our four fights. We'll post them up on our Facebook. Uh, and well, actually, maybe you should post them up as a blog post too. Maybe we'll do that. We'll do both. We'll yeah, get we'll it all both. over the place. Um, I'll get pictures loaded up. No, I can't do it tomorrow. We're going to be at Cleveland. But we'll have them up before our next show. You yeah. guys vote, and then uh, the based on these four fights, we'll give you the last two fights. Well, the next two fights, and then then, then the week after that, we'll do a um, a championship round. And uh, as always, vote vote with your heart. Vote with your heart. And I, well, you know, I feel give me, like give me an exclamation too. Like if you think Killface is better, like some give of me these, why. like I I think like if you like Master Shake, then vote for Master Shake. Yeah, but like. Clearly, I think Killface being eight feet tall and as muscular as he is, I think would win in a fight. That's true. And Rick, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm like Rick would totally take out Captain Murphy. I maybe, but I feel like Captain Murphy maybe. is insane enough. Do you know how much crap Rick has? But Captain Murphy would have a lead pipe. He always felt like he had a lead pipe, and then he also liked knocking people out randomly in the the supply closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't know. Captain Murphy is pretty great, and he would also uh, well, he had like the what was it the little white pudgy thing that he wore as a hat that was like a little glob that was like he what did he called him i forget what he called the thing it was like this little glob that made more globs oh i remember that yeah yeah i forget what he called them but it was like it was his friend and they took over the entire station and they kept yeah and everybody else hid from him and they all all they do was fart and smile that's all they would do yeah. and like but anyway they could assume shapes you know but anyway so but captain murphy's amazing just because he's insane but rick isn't insane rick's just self-destructive so I don't know what's going to happen know. there. Rick took out the needful things devil. Pretty he easily. did. He took. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, all right. So all right. we'll have those up. You guys vote. Um, and then we'll re- report the results next week. Uh, come come to the con- Cleveland concoction that uh, we will be there. Um, and then next week, I think we're going to do some Wizard World prep. Yeah. We'll talk yeah, about another con that. next week. Um, we'll be at Wizard World that weekend. Uh, all weekend. Yeah. All weekend. Saturday. 
I will be there, but you won't know who I am. That's true. I am. Yeah. But so if you see me near somebody and be like, that doesn't look like Joe, that might be Joe. Might be Joe. Yeah. So Or it could be a mercenary. <laughs> yeah, it could be. All right. So that's going to do it for us this week. It's not Deadpool. <laughs> Just because I know right now everybody's like, oh, Joe's dressing up as Deadpool. Deadpool. It's not Deadpool. Not, not, not Deadpool. All right. So, uh, yeah, have a safe weekend, um, and we will talk to you next time.